Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined. <coughs> Couldn't even do that bit. That wasn't a bit, that was genuine frogginess. Yeah. And I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. You uh, said to me, uh, hello, Oliver Davis, and hello to you, Swap Nation. How the devil are you? You said to me just before we started recording, I'm actually feeling great because you weren't here last week. Can I your eyebrow there, mate? Can I just grab yeah. it for you? There's a bit of fluff on your eyebrow there. Uh, it's, it's sure as hell isn't dead skin oh. because of my lovely geology <laughs> regimen. Um, but yeah, you said to me just before we started recording, I'm feeling great. Because you weren't, we, we did everything remotely last week because you weren't feeling particularly well after your heavy weekend mm. in Bath. Um, Bath. And, in Bath. And you said, I'm actually feeling great. Every now and again, though, I just get a frog in my throat. So I think we need to give a bit of a warning to uh, the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Maybe a good <laughs> There was that period of time on the Wrestling Observer when Dave Meltzer got a cold. Oh, dear. And because Dave Meltzer doesn't take any days off, he just worked for his entire cold and made mm. his cold last for like four months. I felt like I was catching the cold from him <laughs> through my earphones. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I, I, I was meant to go to the Isle of Wight over the weekend. Oh, Festival, music, beers, lads, good times, camping. Wasn't actually so keen on the camping. Didn't happen. No, because you were a bit poorly on the Friday and you were meant to go on the Friday. I was poorly on the Tuesday and Wednesday. I was dead on the Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost annoyed I didn't get a po- positive result for COVID. <laughs> like obviously, I don't want COVID. No, but I want like maybe a mild, <clears throat> maybe just like a a little version of the COVID. Because I'm double vaxxed. it's not meant to be as severe. Yeah, I just have effectively a flu for the week, and I get to say I tested positive for COVID. And I did a raw podcast, three episodes of the Wrestle Talk News, and everyone would be like, "What a hero! This guy, like, it, he really took him out." And then he, you know, it, like he couldn't do the AEW podcast because he had COVID. But now, on paper, Ollie Davis was out because he had a cold. Yeah. I had a bad cold. Pretty much, yeah. But it was a mutated cold, I'm what sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because you have no proof of that. No, yeah, no, but I, <laughs> I mean, anecdotally, I feel it. 
people haven't been getting colds for a while. No, because we didn't. No one saw each other. I mean, my wife told me this the other day. Actually, no one saw each other over the Christmas period, so no one got a cold. I think this, here's my uh, big prediction for later on this year. There's going to be a huge drive by the NHS for everyone to get flu vaccinations this year because mm-hmm. no one got any immunisation last year because we were all locked up inside. So like. Getting a cold now, maybe this is, you know, proof yeah. to what you're saying. I think people getting colds now is going to be so much worse than it would have been, say, three years ago. I'll start doing public service announcements. I d- don't be like me. Yeah. Who got, you know, really terribly ill from this mutant cold. Not, co- <laughs> not COVID, but it was definitely more severe and impactful than a than everyday cold. So it'd be like you, again, like black and white against a, a stark white background yeah. and just be like, I couldn't do the AEW Dynamite review. And I don't take days off and I'll be clicking. And every, I'll say every time I click, <laughs> an Ollie sneezes. Oh, is that what you did? A lot of sneezing? Oh, as well. It, was, it started off gristle in the throat and I said like a fool, this is weird. It's like I've skipped the sneezing phase. <laughs> but no, no, the, the sneezing phase was about to come, and that was pretty much Thursday, Friday. And then I had a cough, and the cough is still kind of there. So what did you do over the weekend instead of going to the IY Festival? I watched Star Trek. Oh, yeah? Well, pretty, the TV pretty much it, or yeah. like the movies? So one of the last things I did was finish the Star Trek game Fleet Command sponsorship that went into Day's News, something I was very excited about because I love Star Trek more than Star Wars. Yeah. And I, I, was, I was watching it, and they, they've got a bunch, and I thought, I've, I've never finished Discovery or Picard. I should go back and watch Discovery. And I watched a couple of episodes of it, and I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> this is God or like genuinely drivel. If they start sponsoring us, I don't mean a word of this. But God damn, it's dumb. It's like it thinks it's cool because it's got like mean angst and people are betraying people. I was like, that isn't Starfleet. Everyone gets along in Starfleet. There's, the whole point of the show is that there's no conflict. <laughs> there's conflict in the show, just with not in, other people. With other people. So I thought, you know what? I, I'm, I need comfort viewing, like you and your wife have done. So I was like, let's bash on TNG. Where was I up to? Fantastic. Season four, episode two, after the best of both worlds two-parter. Great. Arguably the Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. that two-parter, uh, with the Borg. And just from, and I was, I was, it blew me away. I was like, this was made over 30 years ago. This show is older than I am. Is it really? 1987 is when season one started. Oh. I, did, I did a lot of Star Trek stuff over the weekend. <laughs> and yeah, it's so, so mind-blowingly good. Are, are you now watching- And Discovery the, is not. Are you now watching the films as well? <clears throat> well, you know, I like the films but that's not a popular opinion. They're not of the same level of, as the series. No, I'm just working my way through TNG, and then I'm going to like just slide into D- Deep Space Nine. I, um, I don't think I've ever asked you this before, but I'm going to ask you now, because when I get to Series 5 of my other podcast that I do about Games Master, the 90s TV show, which is coming back, by the way. It's coming <laughs> back for a new series this year. Remarkably so. Didn't think that would happen when I started the podcast. But in our timeline of Series 5, 
Star Trek Generations is the number one film <laughs> at the box office for like three or four weeks. What? I know. <laughs> what what happened to the movie industry between when we were kids to now? <laughs> I don't... That would never happen. No, no, three or four weeks of Star Trek Generations. Yeah. I, I... It's just three old guys in a field. <laughs> well, this is what I was going to ask you. It's like, because... I mean, it's a film that no one ever thought would happen. Picard and, um, uh, oh my God, uh, Shatner, like, yeah. together on screen. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? They're going to make breakfast together. It's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> it's once in a lifetime. It's Roxena. That's it. It's like, what a Kirk? What are they going to do? Oh, he's going to cook some eggs. Have you watched... Next generation. That's what they should be doing. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What did you make of, of <clears throat> generations? Because I think actually TNG movies broadly are pretty great. Mm. Uh, I I haven't watched Generations as an adult. I must admit, but I loved it as a kid, and I watched it as a teenager and loved it. Uh, it's, it probably won't hold up mm. from what I know about it. Yeah, because not many other people like it. <laughs> I mean, it's an odd movie. Uh, when I mean that, it's an odd-numbered movie. Yes, so yeah. it's considered to be one of the badans. Uh, but yeah, my favourite is probably Motion. It's not though, is it? Look at your you little hate face. it. No, I love it. <laughs> your face. I don't even hate it. I think it's fun to make fun of the slow motion picture. It is boring, <laughs> though, isn't it? I. Uh... I've watched a lot of uh, Bread Letter Media, Mr. Plinkett review stuff, and he had a line about the slow motion picture <laughs> where he said that what he likes about Star Trek the motion picture is that you can go out midway through a scene, go to the shops, pick up some food, <laughs> drive to the, the mechanics, get your car fixed, come back, and you've missed nothing. <laughs> and that's how I like my sci-fi. <laughs> There is a shot in that movie. You know, it's when they go to see the uh, the ship for the first time. Uh -huh. And it's just this slow panning shot of them just like watching the ship. Because it's a great ship. <laughs> it's a, it's a, one of the all-time greats. But it goes on and it goes on forever. Well, one other thing <laughs> that you're ignoring is it's, it's a film about having sex with <laughs> <laughs> a sentient rocket. Yeah, what? It's amazing. <laughs> Slow motion sex with a sentient rocket. Yeah, yeah. Go see it. It's in cinemas this this April. And and again, I don't think it's the worst of the Star Trek movies. <laughs> no, I really don't. Nowhere near. Nowhere uh, near. Final Frontier is so much worse than slow motion picture. Is that, is that three? No, that's a search for spark. Oh, yeah. Final Frontier is where he meets God. Oh, God well, a, a, a creature that claims to be God. So one last thing, because I also started re-listening to the oral history of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Gobbledy gobbledy. By uh, Mark Altman. I, can't, I don't know the name of the author. Um, I interviewed Mark Altman. But he, uh, one of the things that came out was, you know, Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart. You think, what a guy. Mm -hmm. A bit of a national treasure. Oh, yeah. And in like season three, this new writer started, comes up to Picard on the set, or Patrick Stewart. I'm like, oh, great to meet you. Yeah, that, that great script you've written here. Uh, just one word for the future, though. Um, the captain doesn't do nearly enough fighting and... F <laughs> and you're like, ha, ha, ha. It's yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. What a wit. That isn't his bag. No, that's what he wanted to do. Just more fighting and an effort. He was like, Kirk used to get to do all the fun stuff. Yeah. Why can't I, like, beat up people... And have sex with all the alien women. <laughs> That's genuinely what he wanted to do. Isn't that like the, the joke about him in um, extras? 
Oh yeah, to see everybody naked. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's connected. I think that's just like playing with Patrick Stewart's image. Yeah. But but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe yeah. G Gervais knew all of this about Patrick Stewart. It's like, oh, we need to like that's that's the version of Patrick Stewart that no one gets to see. I I what it made me realise and hearing about the development of Picard as well. I've mistaken. Patrick Stewart and Picard as the same person. <laughs> Actually, Patrick Stewart should not be allowed near any creative process beyond acting. Um, I mean, I, I hope uh, our listeners like Star Trek because yeah. Was sorry, we should have probably spoken about your baby. <laughs> we've got a, we've got an outro. Let's talk about the baby and the outro. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the show itself because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, great episode of Raw because when their backs are against the wall, they do some pretty great stuff. Here is the show. I don't care if it's hot shot booking. I don't care if it's in response to Monday Night Football or that t-shirt company. Raw is watchable again. I had a really good time watching this show. It had star power. The bad stuff was minimized. We got a great Eva Marie Dewdrop match. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Welcome to the Raw Review podcast over here on the Restore Podcast channel, which today is brought to you by Geology. Oh, it's men's skincare reinvented. All you've got to do is just click the link in the video description down below. Click the link that our moderators are giving to you right now and take a very quick 30 second quiz and then you will be sent your regiment uh, that basically it's been it's handpicked for you because of all the answers that you have given. This is the regiment that I have for mine. Um, and We've got a very special offer for you now because we love geology so much. If you click our link below, you take that 30 second quiz and then you use the promo code WRESTLE5050, you will get 50% off your first order. Wonderful. Absolutely. You all right there? Yeah, it dropped everything. That's <coughs> cool. Let's do that. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, Alex good. Yeah, let's do that. Alex good. Yeah, I like it. Look at, look at these wonderful products. Look how great our skin currently looks now because of geology. Click the link in the video description down below. We'll get on to that more after the main discussion point. Of course, also subscribe to the Rest Talk Podcast channel. It's Extreme Rules Week. You wouldn't know that looking at the stipulations for the card. Or, or this show, in fact. This episode of yeah, Raw. Yeah, didn't really do a great deal to build that pay-per-view. No, I'd argue that it built one match. But again, I know you're a naysayer. I don't care. This was great. It was such a good show, right? This episode of Raw ruled. I had a right. great amount of fun with it. So uh, the secret of this show is doing the next three, four months worth of storylines mm -hmm. in one, one show. So already... With no real build, they, we had the announcement that the bloodline of Roman Reigns and the Usos would be taking on new WWE champion Big E and the Usos in a six-man tag. Yes. That's big enough. Big E just won the WWE championship and another reportedly hastily arranged angle last week at the end of last week's show. And here they are. And Big E, the new day they come out, they have a lovely promo where like, thank you, everybody. Thank you to my, you know, friend in the heavens. And the crowd lightly chanted Brody, you know, the, the few people who twigged what that meant. And I was like, cool. Okay, here come 
Roman Reigns, The Usos, and Paul Heyman. Here's the promo segment to set up the main event tonight. I thought that as well, because it was then revealed, no, we're kicking the, we're kicking the show off with that six-man tag that was announced quite hastily from out of nowhere. I am... Um, just to uh, clarify a few things, because some people have taken to task the idea of that this wasn't a planned idea. Mm. Um, because I put up a tweet yesterday that said that Raw is panic booking main events because AEW beat them in certain rating, in certain demos, and Monday Night Football is doing very big numbers. Also, that means that we're getting great TV with really good main events. Both of those statements are true. You don't have to pick a side. Some people decided to pick a side on that and tell me that this was the plan all along because of the European tour. They always were going to do this main event mm. because Drew wasn't on the show. And that's pretty much about it. So, like, <laughs> so, they, so Roman Reigns, Roman and the Usos were being advertised for this locally months ago huh. for dark match segments because they knew that there's the European tour on and this and the other. So maybe you, your little naysayer, this was the plan all along. They just announced it very, very late in the day, but it was always the, gonna be the, the opening uh, match on the show. Okay, well let's, let's follow that to its logical conclusion. Then it's an aptitude. Because <laughs> if that was the plan, then you do weeks and weeks of build of that on TV. Yeah. It's a huge match. Indeed, yeah. We said at, um, like at the end of last week's show, man, now they've got Big E and the New Day together, and you've got Reigns and the Usos on SmackDown, Survivor Series, a couple of months away. I'd rather that than a traditional Team Raw versus SmackDown. Two months away. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Here with no announcement. So Six yeah. days away. But like, as you say, this opened the show. Hmm. And I wrote in my notes. I don't know what the main event's going to be then, because like, what's it going to be? What, Sheamus versus Hardy? Like, I don't yeah. think it's going to be anything big. And more fool us, because I thought it was also a pretty smart move, because you're trying to get viewers in early doors and hopefully make them stick around. And they sort of did that, because they had a match that had a wonky finish, I would argue, a bad finish. This match? This match, yeah. Oh, I didn't mind it. So just to say what, what happened, uh, it was a really decent six-man tag. Really fun. How could it not be? Um, everyone's beating each other up outside, apart from Roman and Woods in the ring. Lashley comes down, beats up Usos and New Day alike with a chair, and Reigns hits a spear on Woods for the win. And then Lashley also beats up Reigns and Big E. I thought, you know, it was a clean finish, technically, although the referee really should have done something. That's where the wonkiness comes But from. it made Bobby look fantastic alongside Big E and Roman, I thought. Yeah, and that's where my, <clears throat> my wonky finish argument would come in. Because aside from, you know, I thought the finish was pretty great in the fact that Woods, like, Woods getting that near fall on Roman mm. was so, so great. And the commentators really put it over, like, could you imagine if Xavier Woods beat Roman Reigns? I mean, I know he pinned the WWE champion a few weeks ago, but this is Roman Reigns, people. <laughs> um, so, like, that was really good. But, yeah, Bobby Lashley coming down and beating up everyone and the referee being like, what are you doing? Come on, come, come on, Bobby. What are you doing, mate? It it was real inept on the on the part of the referee because I thought, okay, here comes Bobbles and he'll cause the DQ and that'll set them. No, Bobbles just did his thing, and then we still got the main event later. Well, yeah, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. But my my notes look here. Prediction: This is going to end in a schmoz. 
and they have to have the rest of the match in the main yeah, event. So yeah, that's, that's what I thought, yeah. Also, Kofi gets pinned. <laughs> so no, I mean, if there's anyone getting pinned in this, it's, it's Xavier Woods. They find a way to No, it's Kofi. always Woods. So I, you know, that, I wrote that note before the match started. I was just like, this is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> so the fact that we got a clean finish... Well, I know it wasn't clean, clean, mm. but that Roman got a decisive finish. Up and down this card, it was pretty much straight up finishes. Yeah. And it makes everything feel so much more satisfying. So much more satisfying. Just wonderful. And mm. so we had this, this finish at the end here. And then we have sort of like a trio of backstage segments where... Big E storms in to speak with DeVille and uh, Adam Pearce. And then uh, Paul Heyman does it. Or Paul Heyman, Bobby Lashley goes in mm -hmm. first. Then I think it's Big E. And then Paul Heyman goes in. And DeVille and Pearce announce that the main event of this show is going to be a triple threat of Bobby Lashley versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus WWE Champion Big E. That is a pay-per-view main events here on, on Raw. That's a huge, huge Interbrand. An interbrand, like that is... All your champions. Aside from Bobby. I mean, who was champion last week. Yeah. Like, it's nuts that they've got this match on f uh, free TV. And it's because they are panic booking, because the 18 to 49 numbers aren't as big as the show that's on the other night, and that show is being paid for way less by Turner, by Turner than USA are paying for, for um, WWE. So, like, they're trying to do things. They're getting pressure. Sean's apparently got a story coming out this week that's about sort of, like, all of the, the machinations between USA, mm. Peacock, NBC, Fox, and WWE, and all this sort of thing. He's even got who Vince McMahon is having dinner with um, between all of these various different parties and stuff. Like, he's been working on this for a while, so there's going to be a really wow. big story coming out on uh, this Friday about all this sort of stuff, if you're interested in that side of things. Oh, so much. Which, which I am. <laughs> so they're getting all this pressure, and it means that they panic book these sorts of things. They hotshot all of these things. And yeah, you could have built this up for a couple of weeks to be like, wow, you've got to tune in next week to see the triple threat. But they're like, no, you're getting it tonight. Stick around, and you're going to get it tonight. And that main event was so, so awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. Loved it. Uh, they all just kept on doing big moves on each other. There was no downtime. There was very little R Beyond the Apron while you two wrestle a singles match. It was always like quite inventive sequences uh, and great character stuff as well. Too honestly, I don't really care about the big ending as a move. But I bought into both of those near falls. That's one of Roman's underpraised elements. I know he's booked very strongly, but he gets it to a point when you're watching the match, you do believe someone's going to beat him. Like Big E beating him here, I bought into both of those. Particularly because Roman had won earlier in the night. Yes, yeah. Uh, but Bobby then took out Big E, put him through the announcer's table. That let Big E make the save later. Sp Bobby Spear, blah, blah, blah. But then Lashley got annoyed. Chair again on Big E. Beating him up, beating up, beating him up. All legal because triple threat rules. And then Bobby may maybe beat him up a bit too much. Took his eye off Roman. Turns around Spear. Reigns gets another win. Two clean victories. Over Raw. <laughs> in, in, on, his, on the other show, 32 yeah. minutes of Roman time, apparently, in the ring. Wow. In this episode. That's nuts. So he, he comprised... Over a quarter of this show and won twice. And he can now go on to SmackDown and just be like, I just beat your two top guys 
uh, on the same night, no less. Mm -hmm. uh, what I loved about this main event, aside from it being you know really, really well worked and everything, is actually it was really well structured in protecting everyone and making sure that yeah. no one looked rubbish in defeat. Because Big E didn't just get one near fall on Roman. He got two near falls on Roman. He had this match won on two different occasions, both of which with the big ending. First time Bobby pulled him out of the ring, the second time he hit him with the chair. So that really, if we are still got Roman versus Big E going into Survivor Series, Big E has got such now like stakes behind him and sort of weight mm. behind him that he can cut a promo on Roman being like, I had you beat twice. If that was a straight singles match, yeah. I would have won on two separate occasions. Yeah, you won. You, you had your hand raised, but you didn't pin me. So you could tell us. I mean, they won't. But you could tell that story going into Survivor Series. And the, I mean, usually you shouldn't pin Bobby because even I was like, oh, okay, well, Bobby's fighting for the championship this Sunday. Is he? No, I didn't think he was. There's no WWE Championship book. There'll be one announced. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be Bobby versus Big E, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, it'll be announced <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> So, you're effectively pinning your challenge, your main challenger, former champion, on their show with the other show's guy. Yeah. That's, like, on paper, that's not great. But looking at it, I can't see another way around it, and I, I think ultimately... Uh, don't book the match. Don't book the match now, yeah. Uh, but overall, I, I thought they did a really good job. And the, the pro look... This was great. This was a great through line. Not everything in the middle of this episode fired, but overall, of course, when you put on the biggest matches your company can probably do twice in a three-hour episode, it's going to be extraordinary. How long can they keep this up? Well, that was going to be my question, is like, what do you do for SmackDown this week? Because I don't know about you, couldn't give less of an S about mm. um, Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns because they've already told me that the main event of the next pay-per-view <laughs> is Reigns versus... Bro I mean, he may not have the title. He's going to. Mm. Um, so I, I couldn't give less of a spit about that. So I don't know what you do as your big main event on SmackDown. But like, what do you do for Raw next week? Because your, your opening night as WWE Champion you didn't win the two matches that you were part of. You're actually mm -hmm. on the losing side of both of those matches. Do you just have a match with Bobby again? Like, does that match feel big time? Does that feel important? But like, can you, you can't book a match that's bigger than the one we had today. Mm. So what do you do, what do you hot shot next week? Yeah, I guess the only the only other bigger match in the company is a straight Big E versus Roman match. But do you just do that on Raw next week? <sighs> I mean, let's be honest, they're going to do many Extreme Rules rematches. So we'll probably get Big E versus Lashley on Monday. Yeah, so rather than getting it on the pay-per-view, yeah. they'll do it on Raw instead. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Ratings-wise, do you think it's going to help? I don't know. It's Because last it week shouldn't. didn't. Last yeah. week didn't. The number dropped last week. Well, I was just about to say, but it wasn't announced as much. You know, that was a cash-in teased on social media during the day, set up at the top of the show, and then... But this was not really overtly set up either. Usually these... Well, on Wednesday, tomorrow, we're going to have the culmination of many weeks, in some, case, in some cases, of great story. Of great stories that are going to end up in a match. Omega and Danielson. By AEW standards, that is a rushed feud. It's hot-shotted. It's, it's still three, four weeks yeah. in the making. And it's promoted on the pay-per-view, on Dynamite, on Rampage. So really... It's almost eight episodes, so in olden days, that would be two months. 
So you've got all of that build there for a match on Wednesday, and I expect that will do a very good number. You, do, you just really need two weeks to build these big shows. We haven't, we, they haven't got that luxury of time because they are the ones that are on the back foot at the moment. Yeah. Because AEW is this rising promotion and the the the, um, the demographics are certainly showing that it's a, a rise in the mm. company. WWE being the top dog in the game are now starting to show that signs, not signs of decline because... I mean, they're just going to make back. They're going to make fifty million dollars for like yeah. their next Saudi show, which is more than any WrestleMania ever. Like, so like they're not they're fine, but also they have got the networks being like, "Hey lads, you know this isn't great. Monday Night Football is going to do fifteen twenty million mm. views. You need to do something else." They haven't got the luxury. They couldn't say in two weeks' time we're going to do this because they need that killer main event for t- tonight's yeah. show. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, should we see what you guys think on the Ultra Chats? WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please do send in your chats. We'll read out every single one. Over five US dollars. Charles Berg. Raw was fine. It will take a little getting used to not talking about doggies. But here we go. Beige always looked like a main eventer. Yesterday was proof. Great promo between Flair and Bliss. Still no Miz and Morrison. Uh, Rhea Ripley showed real emotion. Well, that Miz Morrison match isn't happening. <coughs> soon. He's not dancing with the stars now. Why did they book it? <laughs> 
They announced the match. I know. Well, it made you watch, didn't it? Um, yeah, so like Miz is now on the, the US version of um, Strictly Come Dancing. Yes. And we know that because we are now going to get weeks upon weeks of WWE being like, hey, you love WWE, so that means you love The Miz, right? Call. No. Vote for The Miz. Keep calling. Keep voting for The Miz. We need the company to do well. It makes <laughs> us look good. Uh, I wish there was an AEW talent in there, too. <laughs> that, well, they're not going to put T-shirt company in there, are they? That's a good point. Maybe actual stars. On the beige part, uh, something I didn't touch on. It was... For a guy who's only just entered the main event scene, like at the end of last week's episode, instant, instantly comfortable. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he did not look a single bit out of place. And another thing we brought up last week that, you know, this was two African-American guys and a Samoan guy. And I'm not, I'm never there thinking like, oh, this is political correctness forced down my throat. WWE, to their enormous credit, have just made this a thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nichols, long may this above average quality television last, but I still can't support a company who do all the dodgy dealings WWE do. If WWE was Malibu Stacy, then this spate of admittedly decent reactionary booking is, it's a new hat. Luke will be the best dad, by the way. Thank you very much for your kind comments. Also, excellent uh, Simpsons reference there. <laughs> Vandalia1998. I can't believe that Raw actually had a great main event match where everyone looked good. No disqualifying bad ending and no champion got pinned. I thought... Just the former champion. Yeah, I thought they were going to DQ Bobby. Yeah, it's hard to do in trouble. Though. I mean, <coughs> oh, they'll find a they'll way. Find a, I mean, they just make things up, don't they? So you always could have done. Will Campbell, hey guys, I hope AEW continues to panic Vince in the way it is because this has been the best run of booking on Raw all year. But it sucks that WWE will only do this sort of thing when its back is against the wall. Wish they would do this all the time. Bloody hell is a natural statement. Mm. Of like, yeah, WWE put on great TV. And we've said this so many times throughout the years you and I have been doing this. Only when their back is against the wall. If they don't have competition from be it AEW, be it Monday Night Football, then they just don't try. But as soon as there is like a hint of disinterest from like, uh, you know, annoyance from the networks, from their corporate masters, then they put on really good shows. They got the ability to do it. They actively choose not to. Uh, seven Sins FTW. Me and my dad had floor seats last Ow. night. Beige got huge pops all night, and that Brody chant was even louder in person. Well, that's good to hear, because yeah. I didn't think it sounded loud on the TV broadcast. Alpaca Nation 87. So, Shotzi and Knox are next in line for the women's tag match, right? Or did those wins not matter since it was on SmackDown? No, no, no. Uh, they pinned the former champions now. So you can't, <laughs> you can't get a tag title shot from pinning the former champs. you got to pin the current <laughs> champions three to four times. Then you may get a title shot. I, be I believe that's how it works. Also seen tweets that large numbers of people left the arena during the Flair Bliss segment. Thoughts? Jam that jam, fam. Ooh, you heard this? I haven't, no. Meltzer is reporting, and other people are saying, that about 1,500 people just left. Not went to the toilet or the concessions or the merch stand. They just left during the Flair Bliss segment. It was 10 o'clock. People wanted to get home. Oh, oh right. It was 8,000 yeah. 8, uh, people in the building. I apparently. see. Right, yeah. So in case but of like mad. being in traffic, I've got work in the morning, but that doesn't, kids have got school. That doesn't usually happen. No, but I mean, were they in Charlotte? They were in North Carolina? Maybe it's a North Carolina thing. Uh, Talis P. Was the New Day bloodline match? No DQ. The ref just watched everything happening and did nothing until Roman pinned someone. 
No, no, it was just a... Well, I mean, they didn't say it was a no-DQ match. It was just bad booking. Yeah. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, guys. Call me a negative Nancy, but I'm fairly certain Raw won't be this good for long. It's just the opener and the main event, and the stuff in between still has no legs. At all. Hashtag Bearcat. Uh, what's up with these fancy shirts? These fancy shirts? What? You mean on the 10th anniversary of Wrestle Talk? Because there's loads of wrestling YouTube channels, but none of them have actually been a lot around along there as us. <laughs> the We've been here for 10, 10 years. 10 years. That's 365 times 10 days. That's 3,650 days that we've been around as of this Thursday. I think we agreed. It's the was first video. The first proper Wrestle Talk video this channel made, long before my time. Long before my time. What a legacy. And that spells disaster for you <laughs> at Sacrifice. You can get your own WrestleTalk 10 shirt at WrestleShop.com. 10 years. <clears throat> I'll just do these two more. Mr. Kajilli. Hi, guys. What are your thoughts on Alexa winning on Sunday? Because I will be happy. Of course you were. You're a massive Bliss fan. But I do worry about the backlash that Alexa always gets when she wins something big. And is Charlotte the right person to pin this Alexa? And do you think it will be a good match? First of all, Chris... But Alexa doesn't get backlash every time she wins something. I think this is a narrative that you have made up all on your own. Um, I think that Flair is winning. I think there's going to be a Schmoz finish, and they'll do a rematch on Raw. What I will say, though, is that this crowd is into this feud. Yeah. Uh, although 1,500 people left. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of trains. Um, the, I think she'll get cheered because it's from Charlotte. And people, I think people want to see Charlotte lose more. Yeah. Uh, Lakshmi Narashim Simhan B. I'm so sorry. Couple of things. First, Raw was pretty good today, relatively better. Second, good for Jeff Hardy. But the contenders match has gone so far that be beating the number one contender makes you the number two contender. Third, is the pay-per-view this Sunday actually Extreme Rules? No, it's currently just a lot of singles matches and a triple threat. Here's my pitch. The only, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't have entire cards built around a theme. You would just have matches at where they are at the point in their feud and a, and a main event. Ring of Honor, I used to love this, they would call their events, their, their non-prestige events, like the B-Pape views, after the main feud. Call this feud, call Extreme Rules Demon Blood. Because you've got the Demon Finn Balor against... <coughs> The bloodline, Roman Reigns. What you're advocating for is what they were doing last year, which was where they gave things catchy headlines. No. The horror no, 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 show no, no. at Extreme Rules. No, no, no. The swamp match at whatever it was. Climb the corporate ladder at Money in the Bank. You're asking no, no, WWE no. to do what they did Don't last Don't politician year. point at me. <laughs> Don't microaggression. It's, no, it's not, it's not Extreme Rules presents bloodline. It's just bloodline. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's basically what they were doing last Bad year. Line. <laughs> Eric Masterson, you guys making fun of Bearcat is a slight against everything he fought for in regards to segregation and territories, and you're going to still make fun of his name. Did you guys even do research on the real Bearcat? Highly doubt it. You are correct, because Bearcat, as has been pointed out to me after we all had a good laugh mm -hmm. at this, was uh, a, a wrestler from the 50s or 60s, yeah. 
first African-American champion in some parts. I, I don't know the actual history because I've only just learned it the other hour ago. But uh, yeah, I, I get that. But I think that misses the larger point of frustration at Keith Lee's booking. Yeah. You know, that that's what we're saying here. I don't think anyone can defend that Keith Lee has been treated particularly to the extent of his abilities on the main roster. So Bearcat sounds like, well, you know, granted I didn't know it has historical precedence, it sounds like another retribution name. And you know what Keith Lee doesn't need right now? He doesn't need another thing tacked onto him to make him successful. Yeah, this is a company that has looked at him and said, you can't get over. You look at you, the way that you look, the way that you dress, the way that you wrestle, the way you talk, you can't get over. That's why we're going to give you a heel manager in Adam Cole. That's why we're going to put you in a t-shirt. That's why we're going to change your entrance music. That's why we're not going to have you cut promos. That's why we're going to give you a new name because we don't think that we can market anyone called Keith Lee. So yeah, there is a lovely historical significance to it, but there is also a larger picture of a company looking at someone who is one of the best wrestlers that they have and being like, well, you can't get over, mate. Can't sell any action figures based on you. <laughs> yes. Although, if he is riding a giant bear cat in some sort of post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. outfit, I'd buy it. Geology! <laughs> Smooth transition. So, genuinely, here's my story mm -hmm. on geology. I was ill from last, uh, well, last Tuesday, really, through to now. And I did not take care of myself. I so, so ever since I got mine, I've been doing it morning, evening, as it prescribes. But I was just tired, and I didn't. I couldn't care about anything, so I didn't do it. And Sunday morning, I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Now my chin hurts. I had so much dry skin here. I was flaking, like full on beard draft. And I was like, oh. And I put that on, and I was sorted within like half an hour. Amazing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to let that drop again because it just, yeah, I go back to how I used to be, <laughs> yeah. which is a flaky man. <laughs> so Geology is men's skincare reinvented. Click the link in the video description down below or the link that our wonderful moderators are posting up for you. And you can just take a very quick 30 second quiz that will look exactly for what you need from your men's skincare. And then it will provide you a regiment you take that regiment sent to your front door and with all of this like this is my monday i'm uh, sorry my monday my morning and night routine right here uh this is actually genuinely in my box it's even got like like water stains on the nice yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff from like where it's been in my bathroom um i like the box so much i still keep mine in it and it slots perfectly under my cabinet oh wonderful stuff yeah. so yeah it's a great service but also if you get it through our link do the quiz through our link and use the promo code wrestle 50 when you get to the checkout you get 50 percent off it's half off your first order of geology i absolutely love this stuff i've been using it since they started sponsoring us and, and like it's been just wonderful. Like it's really, really good. My skin genuinely feels amazing. Soft faces. Oh, lovely soft, soft faces, faces all around. Thank you, Geology. Right, so this episode of Raw, we've already spoken about the opening segment, which was the, the six-man tag, shockingly. Uh, then Lashley shouts at Pearson Deville backstage. Riddle has got matching earphones, has a fun little comedy bit with Randy backstage. Randy's trying to prepare for his match. The moment I enjoyed the most about this, I wasn't sure if this was <coughs> a product placement thing. 
Um, it didn't feel like one. Mm. Um, but my favorite moment about this wasn't Matt Riddle doing his comedy, and it wasn't Randy Orton selling of the comedy. It was right at the end, Randy Orton just going, I appreciate the headphones, actually really good. <laughs> like, Genuinely, like he had this moment because, like, he like Randy has this whole deal with Riddle where he's like, I'm gonna put my headphones yeah, yeah. on, I'm just gonna ignore you. But he does like him and he does like care about him as a friend, and so he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. And he like he genuinely appreciates the fact that Matt Riddle got him some headphones, so he's just like, The headphones are really good, thank yeah. you, because I don't have to listen to you. Anymore. <laughs> so it's perfect, grumpy Randy. Uh, I you know, by this point, I was like, Bloody hell opening six-man tag, mm -hmm. getting that triple threat for the main event. What have you in store for me next, Raw? Eve Marie versus Dewdrop. Yep, I did say to you last week, they'll just do this again next week. The and exact I, like, same match. And I guarantee you, they'll. I, I think they'll do it again on the pay-per-view. <sighs> and if not on the pay-per-view, then they'll do it on TV. Because uh, I even though Dewdrop <laughs> making it rain around the ring with my fingertips. Even though she announced at the end of the match that the evolution is over, I don't think it is. Mm. I think that because Eva Marie is on American Ninja, um, something yes. or other, which they're advertising later on in the show, which is on Peacock. So they want to get to keep her on TV. She's got to do something. So she may as well just get beaten by Dewdrop again. I I think they'll just go back to Dewdrop being her second. Oh yeah, and they won't even address the feud. So it, it was slightly different to the previous week. Eva ran away a lot beforehand, mm. and in a, in a wonderfully awkward bit of tiptoeing, Vince McMahon obviously wanted to say nasty things. And they can't say nasty things, no. rightfully. So Eva had to stand there and go, Girls like you don't beat girls like even, me. Even open it by saying, no, I'm not body shaming you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. So, so we're all clear. I'm not. However, women like you. Yeah. And even just this little bit, I was like, oh, WWE, I hate you so much. Whereas MJF can literally call people <laughs> fat. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you, 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 you <laughs> dastardly <laughs> heel. Literally said to Prime Paul Virginia, your mum's a meth head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good fun. It's all good nature fun, isn't it? But then Eva Marie slightly hints at something about Dewdrop's image. I'm like, oh, you <laughs> WWE, you're awful. I mean, like, what do you do with Eva at this point? Because, like, Eva can't challenge for a title. Manager, maybe. Well, yeah, but manager to who? Because surely, like, now Eva has got to find someone to manage to go against Dewdrop. Like, does she bring up someone from NXT? <sighs> Pretty people, right? As a gimmick, like, you look at Eva Marie, what would her gimmick suit? Literally make her a, a, a harem of influencers. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I thought they were going to do the first yeah. time around. It's like this sort of influencer character, but they sort of haven't really done a good job of that. Like, I don't know, like, yeah, you can't have a challenge for the title. Speaking of the titles, what are we doing this Sunday? Like, who's challenging P for the title? I don't know. I, I mean, I would like to go for it again. What do you think? I, I just don't know what, 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 what he... I mean, here's what I would say. I mean, and I'm not going to be, I don't allow me to influence things, though. Pete has been talking a lot of smack about you on other He's been podcasts. talking smack about me. I mean, I keep, he keeps saying on other podcasts that he won't face you again for the championship. He's like talking the a, smack. He, he's talking a bit of smackdown on you on the smackdown podcast. Pete is the worst champion this company has ever had. And that tells you why. On the 10th anniversary of this brand that I love and of we've all helped create, there's Pete not defending things valiantly. 
Always winning on draws. He's just winning on draws and like, oh, a champion's advantage, whatever. Whereas me and you, you know, you could say a lot of things about our feud. We went at it. We went at it. We went at it like men, just two men so just going away at each other. at it. Some might say for two pay-per-views too ah. many, but we still went at it. I don't think Pete's a good champion. Talking the smack about me. He is a little bit, though. He's a little bitch. <laughs> oh, great. I said it. Oh, my God. Oh, blimey. Oh, I didn't expect oh. this sort of like, I'm not saucyness. Gonna, I'm not going to body shame anyway. <laughs> He's a little bitch. <laughs> anyway, loads of people then want thank you for reminding me that we need a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> then we got loads of people trying to set up a match uh, for the triple threat. They went yeah. backstage. Then we got Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. And yeah. I was like, damn, they are front-loading this show. Sure are. Uh, and this, with the last time they had a match, because I think they've had about five now. But I, think, I, think, I think they had eight this year. <laughs> um... Amos took over the last one. It was all the story of Amos. Look how big he is, blah, blah, blah. But here, they, um, Amos was ejected from ringside before the first ad break. And then Randy and AJ just got to have a really, really good match. And it culminated with the finish. They, they've scouted each other so many times. AJ jumps up to do the phenomenal forearm. Randy goes to counter it into an RKO. But they both just stop. Ha! And they point at each other. So good. And then Randy RKO'd him. Yeah, yeah. This is good fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I would imagine that perhaps on Sunday, perhaps next week, you will get um, uh, RK Bro versus AJ and Amos again mm. for the tag titles because they do feel like the only viable champion uh, challengers. Especially now because Bobby and MVP can't challenge for the belts because MVP is uh, injured. So that tag turmoil, tag turmoil was for now in the end. However... I've kind of seen them, I've seen RK Bro win a lot over uh, AJ and Amos, particularly over poor old AJ. So, uh, do, do you care about seeing them go for the belts no, again? Not at all. I mean, I'd, at this point, I'd rather Ali and Mansoor or maybe uh, Umberto and Gaza. I mean, I'm, come on to them. Ali and Mansoor would have been my pick. Also, mm. did you know, I found this out by watching um, through Fight Force review of this. Raw now has nine tag teams. Do you think you can name them all? AJ and Amos. Yeah. RK Bro. Mm -hmm. Ali and Mansoor. Yep. Not Retribution. Uh-huh. Um, we literally just said them. Gaza and Carrillo. Yep. Oof. Viking Raiders. Correct. Lucha House Party. Yep. Oh. Oh, the New Day. Yep. And there's one more, and I know what the other one is. Is it... Is it obvious? No, it's not obvious. No, they, they've lost a lot. <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think through that gauntlet match. I'm not going to get it. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the Jinder and... There it is. Jinder and Veer and, and, Veer and Shanky. Shanky. Yeah. Oh, great. Well done, mate. Yeah, nine tag teams on Good. Raw. That's a one show. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, don't really know where this is going to... Well, yeah, we do know it's going to go very repetitively. Uh, and we've seen the result many yeah. times. Bit of filler, but a good match. <laughs> Nia Jax then took on Shayna Baszler. Video package to play up the historical significance of this feud. Tag champs for ages. Now they've broken up. 
And Jax's gimmick at the moment is I'm going to pretend to actually have a real match in the confines of a fake match, yeah. which is still also obviously fabricated. Uh, so she started shouting at Shayna at the start. Shayna kept kicking her. I thought Shayna's stuff looked really good. And then she choked her out. And that was it. Shayna won in like three minutes. I wrote my notes here. To the surprise of everyone, mm. Baszler won this match. Because Nia Jax is, has been insanely protected throughout not just like the sort of split, or, or, you know, since they kind of like split up as a tag team. Even before then, because if they ever took a loss as a tag team, it was always Baszler that got pinned. It was never yeah. Nia Jax. They were always pinning the smaller one, pin Baszler in all of this. So they have been protecting Nia Jax so much and Baszler just killed her here in three minutes flat, choked her out no less. It made her look so, so great. And then afterwards, they had this uh, sort of a beatdown moment where uh, Baszler kicked her, arm, her hand or something into the, yeah. into the steps and then did the arm break spot. And Nia Jax is selling this, like proper like screaming, bellowing screaming like over this. This isn't like insanely protected Nia Jax, always look strong Nia Jax, <coughs> was like screaming her head off in pain. And Baszler was suddenly this like real like conflicted thing of like, oh my god, like we used to be like, you know, we were the best tag team, but I don't, I don't know what to do now. But now I've done this. It was really good performance from Baszler. I can't wait to see how this never pays off in any. Yes, like, but I, that's the thing, yeah, isn't it? I, I think unless you are setting Baszler up to be the next challenger for Flair, mm. I think we're going anywhere with this. I agree. I, th I thought it was real. Like this was this could have been a fantastic segment, and it was. You know, like mm. to experience it. I really like Jax's selling, but. Yeah, it's hard to care because I have no faith in this ever doing anything. I think back, I reckon Jax is back next week and they do a rematch next week. I think Jax is off for, for a while. I think she's like, screw this, I had a fight the other week with Charlotte. Give me some time off. And she's going to be gone for two months. I reckon she's <coughs> either the pay-per-view And Basil will be forgotten about also. <laughs> uh, Eve Marie on American Ninja Warrior, whatever. Then Ali and Mansoor came out. Cool, I like these guys. And then Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza joined them, as we've already mentioned. And they've got like a joint Titan Tron and stuff. They're, they're not hard to put together because they literally gone to MS Paint to <laughs> write their names and then just put them up onto the screen. I don't know, this, this said to me, this was a plan at least two days in advance. <laughs> well, we can certainly say seven days because they tagged on uh, main event last week. This, but this was, uh, it sucks for Ali and Mansoor because they just got squashed here. God, Carrillo and Garza, particularly Garza, like they were working together really slickly, like a really cool finish with Umberto doing the sort of, what's it called? You know, bridge, mm. choke, reverse thing, and then Garza drop kicked him. Garza was just snapping the way he moved. Um, yeah, and then they won. I wish that we'd have got a storyline reason as to why these two are a tag team. Like, I know they got a promo and stuff, but it really was just them saying, we're Mexican. We're a tag now. We're um, Mexican. Yeah, yeah. And we're cousins. We're Mexican. It's Latino Heritage Month. Yeah. Um, put us on TV, please. I would have liked to have seen there to be a storyline reason for these two to get together. However, it's another tag team on Raw. That's always a good thing. We've uh, got too many now. Yeah, I mean, it sucks for Ali and Mansour. I, I'd have pinned Lucha House Party, really, because they're not doing anything. Mm. Unless, of course, they're on the European tour. Oh yeah, they probably are. They they are the exact right house show European tour yeah. act. A video package, Lucha house, Lucha house show. A video package for Karrion Cross happened. This man has no direction. 
What are we going to do? Uh, um, debut him again? <laughs> that's what it really feels like. <laughs> They've got a whiteboard in front of them. They're like, oh, we, we debuted him and beat him. Then he won. Then he lost again. Then he won. Now he's got a new gimmick. And now he's on a winning streak. Um, I mean, we can't just have a go out there and do another squash match. Video package? Mm. Yeah, that'll do for this week. We'll, we'll think of something big for next week, though. Like, next week, it'll just be a different sort of video package. Well, or just nothing. Um, do you remember Elias? I do. <laughs> yeah, it could go the way. I, I think Elias actually died. Oh, you know, God. The, the last shot was like that gravestone. Yeah. Maybe he did actually that die. Was a ghost. Yeah, he had to go back to his home planet. Uh, next up, we had Nikki, almost a superhero, almost a superhero, Nikki, almost a superhero, and Rhea Ripley coming out to do a promo, uh, just sort of a genuine one, thanking everybody for Connor's cure stuff and fundraising support. And uh, Rhea, when Rhea had her line, she seemed to get genuinely choked up and couldn't finish her her bit. And then they got everyone to put their arms up in a V to say victory. And yeah, I mean, to me, it felt forced. I, I wasn't particularly into this. <laughs> Is this a heel thing to say? Kids with cancer. Like, <laughs> I don't know why we keep giving them any attention. No, 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 no. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I just, I just didn't. I'm not saying Rhea Ripley. I'm sure that was genuine emotion. I just, I. You know, nothing these two are doing is really connecting with me. Here is what I would say. I agree with you to an extent. However, I would much rather the wrestlers come out and show genuine emotion than Jimmy Smith and Byron Saxon and Corey Graves being oh, yeah. like, buy a badge or something. Uh, Cure, <laughs> the other website. Like, having the wrestlers come out, and like, Nikki's so good, she's so affable. So when she cut promos, really good. And really showing genuine emotion, like, it was genuine. I mean, it telegraphed the finish of the mm. match because I was like, I thought I remember that. There's no way they're losing now because I was like, what about Shawn Michaels' British Bulldog? Uh, well, that's very, uh, he, yeah. I don't think Natalia's backstage being like, I'm such a dick that I'm actually going to take yeah. over this. Because like, Nikki even said, we're dedicating this match to kids with cancer. You've got to win after. Um, I was like, they're 100% winning this match now. But yeah, I, the only thing I would say is that, I'm, was it just me that I missed this? Nikki said, when we win, we're all going to throw our arms into the air and say victory, mm. right? They didn't do that when they won. Yeah, because like they almost did a rehearsal. Yeah. They were like, let's do it, all put our arms up, and everyone said victory. But then they didn't do it when no. they won. Well, it's, they didn't have time. <laughs> Quickly, cut Got to the a Bliss Flair segment <laughs> And this is the other thing that, I mean, maybe this is what's really clouded my uh, opinion on this segment. It's a women's title, tag title change. Not that that means anything, nope. but it still shocks me when, they, when it doesn't mean anything. It's mm. something I, I just weirdly haven't gotten used to, even though I should know better. Where they have a three-minute match, Nikki gets worked over, nothing really wrong with the match. And then, yeah, Nikki and Rhea win. I didn't realize it was for the tag titles. Did you not? No, until they <laughs> held up the tag titles. I was yeah. like, oh, blimey. It, it, it didn't feel special. And then, like, immediately, they cut to the next segment. So you didn't even get the victory, the victory thing v. that they practiced. <clears throat> I am, um, yeah, I'll be honest, when they were doing the promo thing, I was like, am I watching the ad break? Am mm. I watching, like, the picture-in-picture? Picture? It doesn't feel like it's actually part of the show. But, um... Yeah, I, particularly because they had a, a limited roster with them today, I wish this had been given more time. Particularly if you're looking at being like, okay, we've got half the roster than we need. We've actually had to bring in Roman yeah. and the Usos from SmackDown to try and fill up our numbers a little bit. 
Um, well, let's let's scrap some of these segments here that sort of really do very little, and we'll give this 15, 20 minutes instead because it's a tag title match, and we'll make the tag titles try and feel a bit more important as opposed to eh, three minutes and Nikki just mm. wins. Because the match, the match was nothing. No. Really, even, even 10 minutes. Really you know? didn't even tag in. No. Um, but we had to get on with uh, Alexa Bliss's Playground, guest Charlotte Flair. Uh, this was the segment where 1,500 people allegedly left in the arena. I liked it. Yeah, and I, I want to stress again. They didn't leave because this segment started. They, they, left, because, they left because it was 10 o'clock and they were like, I've got work. In we the don't morning. know that. I'm pretty I don't know why all 1,500 people left. I think they might have been looking like, it's quite a big main event. Do you I think like they all work at the moment. same place? <laughs> yeah, it might be. Why wouldn't you stay for the triple threat? That's what gets me. Well, maybe it's just because they've been there for six hours already. <laughs> and like, I'm so bored of watching this show. I need to go home now. Oh, AW um, Dark's about to start. <laughs> I've watched main event tapings. I've watched other shows. I've watched The Bump or whatever yeah. they also record. It's like, I need to go home. I've had enough of this. Um, the kids are cranky. Let's get them home. It's way past their bedtime um but yeah like is this segment was great the segment was so good and the reason why this segment is great and the reason why i think our fans are really reacting to this feud now is because bliss is no longer yeah. a fiend ripoff she is now just a character i thought you were gonna say a harley quinn ripoff <laughs> <laughs> is instead a harley which quinn is much better which yeah. is much yeah and the doll now feel the doll's now over because it's not doing spooky bollocks. Mm. It's just a doll that she has got, and so it's not interfering with anything anymore. She's not doing stupid backstage segments with Shayna Baszler. She isn't. She isn't making people trip over with the power of her mind or pinning Randy Orton after like you know uh, straddling him and making uh, rigs fall down mm. on top of him or burning people alive. She's just a wrestler again. And although I will say, I kind of like when Flair was cutting her promo, I was like, I kind of side with, with Flair a lot on this one because mm. Flair's promo was just like, this character's rubbish. Um, I think you should just do one of your old characters again. I've not changed my character whatsoever since I came up to the main roster, and it's worked out great for me. <laughs> I really think you should just do one of your old gimmicks again. Uh, there was another line which seemed to be improvised. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and it's a freaking great line, is the thing. Like, the crowd go, woo! And Bliss goes, that's not even hers. And Charlotte goes, don't you talk to me about originality. Uh, that was 100% improvised by the pair Amazing. Of like, can, yeah, you can tell it was improvised because it was the only good line. <laughs> you watch the Ruby Baker segment from Rampage, and they had a few lines like that where it just cuts through all the, you know, white noise of pro wrestling fakery. And you're like, oh, actually, I do want to see you fake fight. And that was that was a line for me that I wish they built the whole promo around that because then it sort of went back into generic blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, weird weirdly referencing two people who are no longer with the company, yeah. Ric Flair and Bray Wyatt. There, yeah, it was it was that was my favorite part of the segment. <laughs> yeah, like genuinely, like, like the crowd erupted for Charlie for the little like Charlotte doll. Mm. Like it was it's incredible how over this has now gone and like you can tell there is a marked difference in crowd reaction to, to Alexa Bliss since she stopped being fiend-esque because like I think what a lot of us look I know we want to move on but I think what a lot of us looked at as Alexa Bliss was was Big Show doing the yes chance mm -hmm. that is what Alexa Bliss was it was like oh man it was a gimmick we really liked but the beginner's a wrestler that didn't come up with it 
But now she's not doing that anymore. So we're now like, oh cool, well, now we just cheer Alexa Bliss again, because we like Alexa Bliss. She's really good. So we can just crack on with things. See Mr. Kajilly, we do <laughs> like. Um, then we had Drake Maverick revealing his 24-7 title plan to sort of the Mount Rushmore of the 24-7 title picture, him, R-Truth, Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa. And they tried to catch Reggie in a net. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's Wiley Coyote plans. Uh, Jeff Hardy then beat Sheamus uh, in a match where if he won, he'd be added to the Extreme Rules United States title match. Make it a triple threat. I don't know how. Yeah, because he was beaten last week. Yeah, I, don't, I can't even think of the last time Jeff Hardy won something. Maybe he would only beat oh, Cedric. Uh, oh, you're not going to say Carrying Cross. Oh, it probably was when he beat Carrying yeah, Cross, I guess. It's a big yeah. win. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. Uh, Jeff Hardy hasn't had a video package. Um, yeah, I genuinely didn't think that Jeff Hardy... I thought this was just a Vince McMahonism. I'll add, a sta add some stakes to it, kid. Otherwise, people aren't going to care. Um, it didn't make me invest in that good match, though. But I will say, as soon as the match ended and Sheamus and Priest started brawling together, I was like, yeah, Jeff Hardy is not important to this feud <laughs> whatsoever. It's difficult because I'm like... Oh, we've seen Sheamus and Priest wrestle so much. You know, we both said that. And now they've added Jeff Hardy. So it does freshen up that match. But I'm still like, nah, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> did you see the uh, the trolling that Matt did over the weekend? Uh, which ones? So he was at a wrestling event. I can't remember which wrestling event it was, where he was going to bring out a mystery tag. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. And, Sorry, they, carry on. and he said, and here is my mystery tag partner. <gasps> and they played the Hardy Boys theme. The crowd goes ballistic. They're like, oh, my God, Jeff Hardy's here. And Mark Quinn from Private Party came out to the Jeff Hardy react arts. Uh, God, yeah, mega heat. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for well, joining us. So far. Oh, I mean, do you want to give you a rating before? Oh, yeah, I gave it four out of five. I also gave it four out of five. And really, you know, this is a genuine four out of five. Yeah, like last one. week's five out of five was just for the just for a moment. Yeah. This was a four out of five show. Well done, Raw. Not one of your fake four out of fives where you just like, I don't know. <sighs> it changes than, so much. Better than three weeks ago. <laughs> well, we did put this up on the community poll. Thank you all so much for voting. And I was surprised. 45% said it was a three out of five average show. Huh. 27% said four out of five. 11% said five out of five. I'm so surprised that average was that high at three out of five. I thought we would be weighted more towards the four out of five because this was a really, really, like that opening and closing, it's like angle mm. stuff with the, the Blair and Fliss stuff. I, I, the Blair and Fliss stuff. Fliss. The Fliss stuff. Blair. Yeah, I, and all of them. I thought this would be, yeah, easily a four out of five win for, for Raw. But <coughs> no. And in fact, it was four out of five. Uh, sorry, 45% saying three out of five. Well, before we get on with the rest of your old chats, let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Remember, Pledge Hammers can partake in Wrestle League, which has its next chapter this Sunday with Extreme Rules. So make sure you're a $5 or above Patreon to take part in that. But for now, thank you to our $25 a month or more Patreons. Vienes El Desi... Desi Montercero, Jason Hutteres. Are you even the right ones? Maybe not. 21st. No. Yeah, you're not. The Venerable Jesse Venables. 
An expert dancer, great swearman. Justin the human Godzilla was struck. Marcus, he's got Sol Campbell. Pick him up, loot sponge. Here comes the money! Here it comes, Fred Buckland. LL Cool J Poz. Hector, H-Train, Mercado. The Incredible Tarzo. Robert Spencer. Period. Uh, the Snapdragon King, Ryo Adonte. And lastly for this Hall of Fame class on the 21st of September 2021, the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazza Pharaoh. Thank you very much, everybody. Patriots, you know who they're better than? Who's that? Pete. Uh, Pete's a little bitch. <laughs> Alpha Wolf. <laughs> Did anyone notice the commentary claim in the tag match when Ripley broke up a pin? That's her one save she's allowed in the match. I was going to bring this up, mm. yeah. Since when has that been a thing? As you said, WWE making up rules. Also, was Ripley's promo a botch or her tearing up? Well, we think it's her tearing up. But yes, this is very interesting. Do you want to take this away? WWE genuinely have a rule book. Every match has rules. This isn't, a, this isn't a joke, this isn't a bit. WWE legit have a rule book of how matches work. And in tag matches, you are only allowed a certain number of breakups, like of you like getting into the ring and breaking up a pin and then getting back out of the ring. You are only allowed a certain number of them. I believe, I thought it was two. I thought it was two. But in here, they said it was one, unless of course, she had done it twice already, and then they said, now she can't mm. do it again, or she's only got one more, or whatever it was. But yeah, genuinely, there are, there are rules to WWE matches. It's just they never tell you that on TV. That is only an internal thing for them to know. So that whole, like, breaking up in things has always been in WWE, and it's just never enforced or brought up. You might want to use that as a storytelling device. Uh, Talis P, three weeks from now, Eva Marie will be the manager of Nia Jax. I mean, um, yeah, he's probably not wrong. What's this? What's, oh, uh, it's, a li it's a little bitch. You hear what I said to you? I sure did. I said you're a little bitch. Yeah, no, I heard you. Oh, well, now, he's, now he's standing up. Yeah, I'm going to stand up. Standing up. Get, it's getting right. real, is it? Yeah, now they're yeah. standing up. You're going to yeah. talk, talk smack about me? Sure am, because I've been doing it. Get your hands off this title. Now you don't touch it. You don't touch it. This is my title, not yours. In case you need your memory refreshing, I beat both of you. Me and Tevis beat both of you at double or nothing. Age to go. That was a while ago. At SummerSlam, you lost to Adam at the bottom of Wrestle League. Yeah, and you picked I then handpicked you a golden opportunity to take this title from me at All Out, and you lost yet again. Just, just lost because you, you bitch like tactics of. Retaining on the advantage championship advantage. Did everyone agree on no, yeah, no, that it's, one? No, no, it's a silly, cowardly way out, isn't That's it, Luke? We did agree on it. We did agree on we it, did sure. We did agree on it, yeah. So why would I face you again? But because because I deserve another shot. No, you don't. I've got I nothing just else, Pete. Why you didn't? I've got nothing else. Please let me have another shot. No! They're, they're making me dance in the news and, and do cartwheels. Oh, and, what's that like? And, and little roly-polies. Uh-huh. I don't like it, Pete. Pete's, uh -huh. getting, Pete's getting a bit sad, mate. Do you want to just give him? Give him no! Give him I'm going to do it! Pete, Pete, look at him. He wasn't well last week. Pete, I was sick last week. Oh, Come on, Pete. Extreme rules! Extreme rules! I'll do anything, Pete. What, what anything? 
Yeah. I just need another now. shot of the jam. <laughs> I just need another it. taste of the jam. He said, he said, he said anything. It, no, he said it. What, 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 right. what? I will give you one more shot. Yeah. At Extreme Rules. Cool. Excellent. No more needs to be said. But. Right. Oh, no. Oh, damn it. If you lose, when you lose, you become my manservant. <sighs> what do you say? Can I touch the champion? Absolutely oh, not. This is my title. To touch you, I haven't won it. What do you say? What would what would the manservant entail? Oh, that's for you to find out. Oh, a bit, well, a bit mean, arousing. Oh, I mean, that's that's a bit kinky and also vague. For how long? Until I decide otherwise. Also, and the, the, also and the, while you're the champion. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe right. after I'm the champion. Who knows? Because yeah. I'm going to be the champion forever. So it's a mute point. Mm. You little bitch. You've got yourself a deal. Oh, no. Ugh. Why would you agree to that? I will <laughs> beat you in Extreme Rules. Champions advantage. When's the last time you did well in wrestling predictions? <laughs> I mean, About I, a I, year I, ago. <laughs> I, think, I think he's top of the league. <laughs> About a year ago. Uh, see you later. This is going to be good. Oh, bye, Pete. Manservant, you idiot. Guy, such a bitch. He is a little bitch. <sighs> you think I did the right thing there? I mean, he's got two ways to win, because he can either just beat you in predictions or just win with champion's advantage again. The bitch way. Yeah. Mm. But on the other hand, you may win. So, you know, <laughs> could, could, uh, could come up smelling of uh, Ollie. You never know. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Cool. Um, sorry, sorry about that brief interruption. Get your ultra chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. God, I can't believe he came in. I, I could have worked from home. Well, I mean... You think he heard... I'm just really, I'm so thankful. And what, how fortuitous that we managed to get a match made before the prediction stream tomorrow. God, it's not thrown together the last minute. Because I don't know what we would have done otherwise. Good story, though. Oh, yeah, good story, mate. Yeah, yeah. Have you been watching Being the Elite when <laughs> if, if, uh, if, because Adam Cole doesn't yet know about Hangman Page. <laughs> Because he's been dead. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah. And Adam Cole's always like, oh, I'm just going to go find Hangman, get a beer with him. And the Buck's like, Oh, yeah, 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 go just down the hall. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's in there. And then I'll leave and they'll be like, Oh my God, what can we do? And Kenny's like, I don't know, we've been telling such a long, complicated story. We can't fill it in. <laughs> and they just go over and over about how like long term and complicated the. <laughs> okay. Um... 69 Intangibles, Sadie Deegan. What's up, best dad? Luke, D-A-D. Uh, Oliver, did I hear y'all talking something about Pete? Square <laughs> up, boys. Is this what the booking meetings sound like on Raw? Talk about last minute. <laughs> <laughs> We've had it planned for a while. And for a while. We just hadn't done it until now. <laughs> Ollie was unwell last week, everyone. <laughs> and then I forgot <laughs> we were meant to do it in the podcast. L-A-W, whatever. Uh, happy Shayna got a win. I love her, but I'm not hopeful. Talis P. I thought for sure someone would rip off Nikki almost a superhero's mask and she would Jekyll and Hyde into the crazy sanity Nikki. It's not a bad little gimmick, actually. Uh, I think they like her too much. Also, uh, action figures. Talis P. again. Just wait. Keith Lee will come out to Sable's theme. Ow. Uh, Talis P. Three weeks... Oh, we've already had that one. Uh, Anurag Sv... 
Srivastava. Last time I saw you guys enjoy Raw a lot was Ollie giving it five out of five in back-to-back -back weeks. But sadly, it was so long back. It was the episode where Buddy joined Seth and AOP early 2020, I think. And the following week where Samoa Joe joined Owens to fight them. Been boring since then. Yeah, that was uh, January, February 2020, mm. wasn't it? Nate S. Is the one save rule for tag matches really a thing? Are we going to get a DQ when someone goes for a second save and then never hears about the rule again? It's hard. It would be hard for them to enforce it as a DQ because they've never mentioned it on TV. Mm. Um, Nation said, I truly feel bad for Finn Balor. I feel like it's become an afterthought already and the match hasn't even happened yet. Not even bringing back the demon persona seems to matter. He's going to start dressing as a furry and pair with the Dom Cross. <laughs> Um, Lakshim says, if they can make Demon versus Tribal Chief a first blood match, I mean, when Vince said no blood in 2012, Lesnar just shrugged it off and busted Cena's mouth open. Also, they're expecting sympathy for Nia's kayfabe injury, considering the people she's legit hurt. Now, this is where I, I've seen a few people say, well, I can't feel sorry for Nia Jax. I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to look at them and be like, oh my God, look what she did. Like, Nia Jax, the dominating Nia Jax, and she just took her out. Like, I don't think you're meant to feel sympathy for Nia. They've done babyface Nia a few times. I think that's what they're going for. You're a bitch, Ollie. <laughs> that was uncalled for. That was so uncalled for, Pete. What's he saying bitch for? That's so That's so that's rude. escalated things that's too much. That's so rude. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I feel like they want her to be a babyface. I'm on, I'm on board. Shark <laughs> Henry. Uh, personally, I like the idea of WWE staying in its own lane, creating its own stars like Disney back in the day. Meanwhile, the indies now have a main stage, an endgame goal in AEW. Yeah, WWE, they shouldn't try to be... I think we've learned one thing. WWE should not try and be indie wrestling. AEW can do that. WWE can do WWE. They're very good at it. Very good at it. They're the best at it, in fact. Uh, EA said, I've just arrived in New York. Really bummed that I'm not going to the Rampage show for Punk, but I'm hyped for Wednesday's lineup. WWE should be scared. But I thought they were doing all of Rampage and Dynamite on the same night. So do I. Are they actually two different shows? No, they haven't booked out Arthur, Arthur Rash, Rash twice. twice. Yeah, no, I, think, I, I think you're going to get both of them. Yeah, it's, and, and Rampage will be pre-taped. Yeah. Uh, Joey AM, decent Raw aside. Go out of your way to watch Joey Janela versus Sonny Kiss on Dark Elevation. Banger of a match. Jam that jam. Cool. Do you want me to take over do the last few? Yeah. Ghostface1999, congratulations to Luke on becoming a... <coughs> D.A.D. Sleepless nights are coming. Remember to ask AEW and the WrestleTalk team to create the graphic when your daughter is born. Luke's daughter is now WrestleTalk. Or, or oh, they. Yeah, we don't know how Mamiga's also though. Could be, could be a Sunberg. Oh yeah, you don't know, do still, you? Still don't know. Still don't know anything about the little bugger because they won't show up. James Hanley. Good day, you beautiful bastards. I do mean beautiful too. I signed up for geology and I must say it's a solid product. I feel like... We're at an old carnival and we're selling something and one of our guys in the crowd like, hey, no, that's a pretty, pretty swell idea. I heard about this geology thing from a chap down the road. Uh, James Hanley, thank you very much. Not, a, not affiliated with us. That's his own thoughts. So do go and check out Geology using the links below. Unrelated side note, where do I leave my address so that you can send me the bright money that's not related to me selling, shilling Geology? Mm. He got the he got the joke in before I... Sorry. Alpaca87. <laughs> Does this mean there will be a little uh, bit shirt now? 
Um, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, if we can brand Pete to be like uh, Squeak from Basketball, we could be a little bitch. <laughs> squeak, little, little bitch, Scalari. <laughs> um, no, I am against having any rude word on a T-shirt. Well, I mean, I don't know why Pete would say that. Uh, during a, a promo. It's so rude. It's a family product. Yeah. And thank you, Raul L, for becoming a Memberg. Memberg. Join the Memberg. Absolutely. What do Membergs get, Luke? Membergs get extra bonus content on this Rest Talk channel, which are the podcast intro and outros. Now, if you've been a podcast listener for a while, you will know that for the last five years of us doing the Rest Talk podcast, we record exclusive intro and outro portions, which today was Ollie talking about Star Trek for 10 straight minutes genuine thoughts about discovery picard both crap generations uh tng and all this sort of stuff so yeah go and check those out but if you are a member you get to watch the video version of that only for members um and hey if you're clicking if you're thinking of clicking links like clicking that join button why not click the link to check out geology where you can get men's skincare reinvented use our promo code wrestle50 to get yourself 50 percent off your first order just take the 30 second quiz link in the video description down below before we do end though we have got some gifts uh to open up um, yeah, we've been sent some gifts, everyone, and our first gift is actually from one of our moderators. Oh. It's from Gregory Nelson! So, Put that, there. Uh, that one is for me, and I'm going to assume that one is for you. Do you, uh, on Christmas, do you sort of try and work out what it is? Well, we do it, but it's very much like a jokey thing, like me and my dad pick up stuff and go like... It's a book. <laughs> I think that's a figure. I think that's a head. Yeah. Oh, I think you might be onto something. Good. So I've got a little steel chair in mine. Ooh. And then if I lift it what? out. What? Oh, wow. I, have you got what I think you've got? Oh, my God. We have got genuine, like, Wrestle Talk action figures. Gregory. Gregory is made genuinely like, look, this, it's, a, it's a Steve Austin thing, but it's got my my chest tattoo on it. The jacket says, yes, please. Ollie has got I've his got, jacket. With a support wrestle tour. I look so much better here than I... Who is? Who are the bases? Obviously, well, yours is Steve Austin, yeah. Who's that? They've coloured in the beard and hair grey a bit. But it really does look like you, doesn't <clears> it? I mean, at least I've got my... Is that Colt Cabana? Can't <laughs> be Colt. Colt didn't get a WWE figure, did he? Is that Scotty Goldman? <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, thank you, thank Gregory. You so much. Oh, that's perfect. If we were to have a new set yeah. in a couple of months, wouldn't it just? Things would take pride place. No, oh, talk action thank you. Figures. That is very. Thank you Those so so, so cool. much for that. Um, oh, have, you got, have you got oh, half a table? I've got half a table. Yeah. Form like Voltron. Do you want to, you know, we can't get this out without putting someone through it. I mean, who's going through it then? Oh, no, it's me. I'm going through the table. Ugh. <laughs> oh, no, what's going to what's gonna happen? My, oh, no, 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 power bomb. Oh, no. <laughs> Any, yep, there it is. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I am the table. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh, it's a we've got to do the spot now. <laughs> Off the geology box. <laughs> oh, 
That's it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. No, 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 no. It's no, the no. worst card on the table, Prime. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> is, that, is it even? Have, should have we just you, loosen it? Yeah, have you, have you done it? Like, we need to like pre-cut it. We need to gimmick it, yeah. <laughs> to gimmick it. I mean, as if that's not gimmicked enough already. You put it in okay, too Okay, loosely, loosely. Yeah, loosely. Right, okay. Okay. Right. Here, do, I do, mean, this is the most do, spectacular. Do, yeah, do this one time again. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much, you Gregory. So so much. And last bit. Of, oh, we got uh, more. Yeah, one more bit of uh, of gifts in the mailbag. And I actually know what this is as well because I've been in touch with the person who has been sorting this out, and I'm very very excited to open this up, ladies and gentlemen. It is. <laughs> ooh, look at this. It's also oh, cool. Ghostbusters stuff there, which is very cool. Um, it is a signed photo of Dr. Britt Baker DMD, and it says, to Luke Owens and the WrestleTalk baby, congrats, <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker DMD. She knows me so much. She's Owens. called me Luke Owens. Someone once told me on a stream that Dr. Britt Baker knows who I am. <laughs> I'm starting to believe that's not true. WWE were in town this, uh, over the last few days. They're in the UK. They're coming back in November. Did some shows up in Newcastle, but they were in London yesterday for the O2. Um, not a single member of the Rest Talk team went. Uh, well, now, well, now I've got an excuse about that because I'm waiting for like a kid to drop. But you didn't go. I was ill. Pete didn't go. Pete doesn't like wrestling. <laughs> Laurie didn't go. Laurie's in Manchester. <laughs> Adam didn't go. Adam doesn't like wrestling. <laughs> There's loads of excuses. Alex McCarthy went. I spoke to him on the phone. Yeah. He is hungover. <laughs> uh, well, I imagine so because he was like hanging out with Skillet and Ash yeah, Rose yeah. and James Delo and Louis Dangor. Dangle went. I think Dangle went. Yeah. I still claim lay claim to him. <laughs> it's for life, isn't it? Wrestle talk. Well, absolutely, yeah. Plus, you know, he was let out on a school night to, uh, <laughs> to go and see the wrestling. Sorry, I think what happened is because I genuinely haven't spoken to anyone for six days. Mm. I railroaded the intro and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I actually thought it was fascinating. Well, yeah, I really enjoyed talking about it because I can't talk to Anna about it. I tried. <laughs> I tried to explain what family mean, like the, the episode family means yeah, to yeah. various characters. <laughs> and she she acted interested. But yeah. it was, I was like, if I quizzed her a second <laughs> afterwards, nothing. So how's the baby process? <laughs> um, yeah, we had some... <laughs> So we, we had a moment on Thursday where we thought something was happening. Mm. False alarm. Um, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, we were getting some uh, potential signs of things, but I think has what's really a, happened. What's a potential well, sign? Uh, she's been having contractions, but like very mild contractions. Like when you say it's rather than it is. Maybe, yeah, a little bit like that. Just a lot of those. Mm, um, you're. Yeah, within sort of like, you know, a, a period of time together, but not in the period of time together that you need in order to like, this is starting to happen. 
Uh, and we found that basically she would then go to sleep, and then like that would kind of sort of stop the process. Mm. We were wondering actually whether she should have just stayed awake, and maybe that would have <laughs> done something. But she's like she she is going to uh, see the midwife today, so uh, we should. Uh, I think were you saying today on the meeting that like I'm not doing podcasts now? Like I don't know. I don't, I don't really, really want you coming in. <laughs> I think you should be. Started. I think you should be. At, you can work from home. How's that? That's fine. I think you should be within touching distance of your pregnant wife. Uh, I would very much yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Apart yeah. from today. Because <laughs> I needed to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> and it's not the same over It isn't the same. So what, um, yeah, like, is, is, it, is it like you're waiting for a flight? That's what I feel yeah, I in my in head. Yeah, I mean, it's the only it's reference point I've got. Sort of, I suppose, in a way. But it's frustrating because maybe it's like, like waiting for a flight that doesn't have a designated time. Mm. And they sort of tell you a time that's vaguely a few hours away. And then that just gets moved again. It's like in, like just hypothetically completely fabricated situation. You're in Saudi Arabia. Mm. And you're like... We've been told this is the time that the plane's going to take off, take us back home. Doesn't take off. Why? Technical issues. Just technical issues. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, when's it going to take off? We don't know. Technical but issues. But hopefully at this point. But we cannot be certain about that. That's a, it's a little bit like mm. that, yeah. I now know um, <clears throat> how those hypothetical wrestlers may have felt in that time. Mm. This is just as uh, potentially dangerous. Um, I've got a child coming that uh, needs to be looked after 24-7. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's just a lot of waiting around. We played some board games. Uh, we play, uh, watched all of Sex Education Series 3. A remarkable show, that is. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't get into it. I, I did like three episodes of the first series. Yeah. Just couldn't think was it, was it the style you couldn't get past? I think it was that there was very little uh, sci-fi high-concept <laughs> character. <laughs> I find that a lot with like yeah. shows. Like when I was watching Married at First Sight, I was like, "But there's no Whoopi Goldberg giving me sage, mm. hundreds of years old advice." Yeah, it's true. They don't down do points. No. Um, we, I mean, we've now basically completed all of uh, my wife's comfort watching. Well, that's that's what we thought, you know. So, like at this point, she just wants things that makes her feel comfortable. Like we're not we're not trying anything new. But what about? I mean, this is a big week. Because you know what today oh, is. Oh, yeah. Bake Off's on tonight and Taskmaster starts it's on, on Thursday. Thursday. Thankfully. But they're only like one episode. But like, they're what? new. It is new. It's great. But like once an episode is finished, you just want to watch another episode. But are you okay to watch it? Because it's it's technically new, but it's it's an old familiar no, it's format. Not, it's an old format, so that's okay. actually fine. Yeah. So like we watched all uh, 11 series of Taskmaster and the two specials, so the Champion mm. Champions and the Christmas special last year. We watched uh, both series, again, of um, What We Do in the Shadows, which is so, so good. It's so much funnier than I remember it being as well, and I remember it being very funny. We watched both seasons of Stathlet's Flats, which I absolutely love. Um, we watched all three series of a show I'd never seen before, Ghosts, uh, on BBC, which mm. I really enjoy. That's very, very funny. And now we're basically, because like, we don't want to watch the news, of a morning, so we're either watching old Jamie Oliver uh, cookery shows or Bob's, okay. or Bob's Burgers. Now's the time for Deep Space Nine. Well, I have said to I've said to the wife before, let's watch TNG. Like, let's just oh, do, let's I don't just know do it. If it's a goer. Is, is she into stuff like that at all? 
I think she she has suggested that she would like to watch it. But my my wife has got this very very I would say a very fun thing that she does, which is like <laughs> I really want to watch that, just not right now. Mm. And what the problem is is that that not right now never comes. Yeah. So we'll be like, I want to watch that, but on another day. That another day never never right like never raises its head. I got overruled in one of those last night. You got over what? Overruled. Oh, like I, I was like, I don't want to watch. You know, help the Jodie Comer, Stephen Graham drama mm. about the care, care and care homes and COVID. Good. God, it's depressing. <laughs> really? I yeah. mean, it sounds like a riot, a riot. I was like, where's, where's all the, the costume changes for Jodie Coma? Where's Whoopi Goldberg? And the Sage Advice. The fun accents. But no, she, uh, it was it was awful. But I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, let's try and let's try and make Apple TV work. Ted Lasso just won the Emmys. And uh, new series of the morning show. <clears throat> exactly. Super excited to watch. Would want to watch that as well. And she said no because I've given her my illness now. So she's <gasps> oh, yeah. No. She, she was off work yesterday. Oh dear. And she was like, I'm ill now. You've given this to me. We're watching this super depressing thing. <laughs> Why would you want to watch that when you're not well? It's the way she like. She will go. She will gravitate towards super realistic, oh, gritty, depressing no, no, things. I was like, that, why not, is this your comfort? It's, it's that the way for the devil wears Prada. <laughs> And I'm like, I've seen it 18 times with you over the years. <laughs> right, well, we've got to get out of here. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will see you um, ooh, tomorrow, in fact, actually, because it's the NXT review tomorrow and Extreme Rules Predictions. And on Thursday, I may not be doing the AEW podcast. I may be doing it. We'll soon find out. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.